Hi guys, it's Emily. And it's Kaylee. And this is Picture Perfect. Hello, you guys. Happy Thursday. Happy freaking Thursday. And we're back with another episode. I say that like we didn't skip an episode last week. <laughs> we did skip, but we're back at it. And I'm excited. I feel like we have a lot to catch up on before we get into the actual episode. I can't remember. Like, I mean, the 4th of July happened? Yes. Mark? I mean, obviously I, I it happened. Know. I don't know about <laughs> I saw this meme on Instagram and it was like January dissociation July that is me like I don't remember what I did for breakfast yesterday I have no sense of time like wait a minute we already had the 4th of July and I we, we spent the 4th of July together what oh, we did we did <laughs> we did and my dad now calls you firefly um no I was like looking back at the calendar because I was like when did we last record like what have we not talked about and we haven't talked about like the last two weeks yeah yeah so we have some recapping to do yeah pretty much I mean so as we kind of said this already Kaylee and I spent the 4th of July together we went on my family's boat we went tubing well we attempted and then uh Kaylee had a first aid moment where she like skinned her elbow and then <laughs> like like the previous day not with us and then she tried riding the tube and I looked down there's blood on the tube there's blood on me there's blood on her and I was like Ugh. what and so we ended up wrapping her elbow and anyways long story short we ended up like doing like a baby tube ride um and I guess we were on there for a lot longer than I thought because I got burnt on my butt and Kaylee got a massive massive tan line slash burn on her butt okay well I will say my nothing's peeling except for right here like on my hairline like the very top of my forehead my shoulders you can't see it um like through zoom because we're doing this via zoom because <laughs> worky girlies right but my back <laughs> is starting to peel a little bit up here but to be fair I got burnt on top of burnt on top of burnt like I got burnt that Friday that Saturday and then I went out in the, in the pool Sunday and then I went out for the 4th of July was it Tuesday Tuesday so I got Tuesday. a lot of I was like laying on sunscreen and stuff like that but like I think there was just no way that my my skin was gonna heal itself no that was the same thing that happened to me because I the weekend before 4th of July I went to the lake I had a lake trip with some friends and I got burnt there and then that was so fun, by the way. If you guys know me, I just love lake things. Like, I think it's just official. Like, I'm a lake girl over a beach girl. I like the beach, don't get me wrong. But, like, I thrive when there's, like, a boat and tubing and jet skis in the lake. And it's just, I don't know. So, that's what I did that weekend. And then, of course, Emily and I went on her boat. And then this past weekend, I went to the beach. So, I also was, like, burnt on top of burnt on top of burnt. I'm pretty proud of myself because I always peel. Mm-hmm. And I haven't for the most part. Like knock on wood, I haven't besides I my hairline. Better knock on wood right now. Let me see. I'm not that tan though, so like <laughs> I need to be careful because skin cancer runs in my family. Really? Yeah, like my dad has had it multiple times. Melanoma? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean this past weekend, like when I was at the beach, I was like, I just I was already burnt and I was like, I don't want to get more burnt. So I I was one of those people that was just like in the shade. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just yeah. gonna enjoy this 
under my umbrella. That makes sense. That makes sense. But that's good though, because then you're not in pain and miserable and hating the entire trip. Because when I got burnt, I like I was sleeping over at my friend's boyfriend's place. I mean, she was there. That sounds weird. But we were all crashing <laughs> at his place. That sounded really weird. But you know, we all went out and then we all came back to his place because he has a big house with lots of rooms. And we were like, we're going to, I slept, me and Martha slept upstairs. Um, long story short, we ended up sleeping on a couch, but I was so burnt. I wrapped myself in a blanket because the couch was kind of like an itchy material, which normally is fine, but mm. I was burnt. I literally wrapped myself like a burrito because it was like making my skin hurt. It was so bad. But then I was fine like the next day. But... The worst. Yeah. So anyways, that's why my back and my shoulders are peeling and I now look speckled. So wonderful. are you someone who like religiously checks the UV index? Like uh... I feel like there's there's girls that are like, we need to be out by 12 because the UV is at its highest and I want to get tan. And then there's me who like never looks at that, does not care at all. <laughs> I don't Where do you fall? Look at it. I, I really don't. I feel like I should because that's when I'm like, oh, maybe I need to uh, wear more sunscreen. But I actually don't look at it because normally I don't burn. And like I said, that's a lie because I got burnt this weekend, but that's because I didn't, that was not being smart because I didn't wear sunscreen and the UV was like eight or nine. And the reason I knew that is because Martha and Nina check it. Um, and they are always like, UV index is, See, they're know, the girls that check it. Yeah, but I don't, I never check. It. I'm just like, is it raining or is it sunny? Like, that's all that matters. Yeah, that's me. I'm like, if it's sunny, I'll just, go. yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. Um, so. But I feel like that was a good, a good recap. We did, we did that fairly quickly. Yeah, I mean, we did really talk about the 4th of July and being burnt and you're seeing if your butt was feeling. So I think that was a great recap. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into our question of the week. What did you do for yourself or others? Um, I would say this week, I mean, I would say my sister's been working a lot. So I've been watching Milo a lot. So as much as I say I'm doing it, like, out of the goodness of my heart, at this point, I am daycare. I am daycare and I do that shit for free for freezies. So anyway, <laughs> I would just say I've been taking care of him. Love him though, but I'm um, taking care of him. And then, and Oh, wait a minute. I'm stupid. I mm-hmm. literally was the, the, the weekend before 4th of July was Nina's birthday. And we did a bunch of stuff for her birthday. Um, and me and I mean I, of course I got her gift that's given but like me and Martha got her this cookie cake and funny story about that we went to go get the the bakery to write on it um mm-hmm. because we were we took it to, we're gonna take it to a pregame so cookie cake kind of made the most sense and side note there was leftover cookie cake I stuck that shit in my purse I took it out with me as a snack <laughs> I am I literally love cake and Kaylee knows I love cake and I could not leave that cake behind for it to be thrown out I could not do it and so I literally put it in Ziploc bags I gave one of my friends actually a couple of my friends to go baggy so I wasn't the only one I literally gave out to go baggies and I put two in my purse and when they checked my purse at the bar I said I have a snack in there and it's cake and they looked at me like I was crazy and I was like just let me be I I bought the Red Bull and eat my cookie cake at the bar so anyway, the best setup. I love that you did that. It, I should have taken a picture of it because I am so serious that it happened. But anyways, we went to the bakery to get her name written on it. We like have birthday Nina. The lady we had, there was like a little bit of a uh, language barrier and she thought we said Dina 
not Nina. So we got the cake back. And this was this whole ordeal to get somebody over there to write on it because no one was there. And it was, this lady was nice enough. She worked in the deli and was like, oh, I'll, I can try to do it. She wasn't a cake decorator. So it looks like a, a three-year-old did it, but it was, we were appreciated it, right? We were like, it's fine. We could have probably done better, but so it was like happy birthday. So written really, really bad. And then instead of Nina, it was Dina. And so we made a joke out of it the whole time. We were like, happy birthday, Dina. Like we got her like a dinosaur <laughs> gift bag for her for one of her presents, like Dina, dinosaur, like or Dina, whatever. Oh, that's funny. We made like a joke out of it. Um, so anyways, that was really fun. But we had Nina's birthday that weekend. So we did a bunch of stuff for that. Like I kid you not, I lived out of a suitcase because I stayed at her place most of the time. And then like her boyfriend's like one night. Mm-hmm. Stayed at her place like Friday to Monday. And then I came home for like two hours. I showered, changed, and then I went back for like a 4th of July celebration. And I didn't come home until like Tuesday morning. So it was a really long week. Oh, I bet. Honestly, you're probably exhausted. That was like a recap of so what I did for others. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny you say that because mine's like the same thing. I, when I went to the beach, This past weekend, it was for a friend's birthday, and Mm -hmm. the whole thing was a surprise. And essentially, we have all agreed that we are never doing a surprise party birthday situation again for this friend, because it was just the worst thing ever. I mean, really? (laughs) No, like it ended up being fine. She was surprised. She was happy we came. The actual like turnout was fine, but the planning it. And thankfully, honestly, I I can't even complain because I'm not the one that was planning it. Um, but I was a part of it, like in terms of just like our other friends were planning it and trying to like coordinate everything. And we were in a group chat and our friend who we were throwing it for, like she wanted a surprise birthday so badly, but she just would not stop prying. Like she just, she it's like she wanted uh. to just ruin it for herself. Yeah, And so she was, like, going through people's text messages, like, to see who has talked about what. She, like, kept calling everyone, being like, what are you doing this weekend? Are you throwing me a surprise party? Like, and she just wanted to ruin it for herself, essentially. And we were no. like, do you want a surprise birthday or not? <laughs> yeah, that's so, not a surprise birthday anymore. That's what I right. thought about so, it. And now I know what's happening, birthday. Right. And um, so her, her birthday isn't until later in the month. It hasn't even happened yet. And we were planning it for it like a specific weekend, like after her birthday. But she basically found out that that's the day we were planning because she, because of everything I just said. Yeah. And so we had to com- like, we had to cancel that and kind of like change it. And then just because of people's schedules, like it, July is just a busy month for like our friend group and everyone's going to be gone at different times. And it just made it difficult planning it. So they were already planning on going to the beach um, this past weekend. And there was like three of us that weren't originally going to go. Um, so like that's what made it a surprise. We just showed up. Um, our other friends like kept her busy. They went out to dinner. They like did their thing. And then they came back to the house that we were staying at. And we had decorated. We had gotten her a cake. And we like turned the lights on. Did a very like traditional like surprise. <laughs> like we recorded it. Um, that's cute. And she, she was surprised. Like, Huh? I want to see the video. I don't have it. Our other friend has it. Um, but I'll see if she can send it. But um, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. It ended up being a good surprise. Um, uh, we like 
obviously had like drive to the beach and we turned off our locations and like we like she was calling us we just ignored it and somehow she wasn't suspicious so it ended up being fine but the process of getting there was horrible and we're all like you're never getting this again so like take it all in because this is it <laughs> fair enough fair enough fair enough some people it's just it's really hard to do that for with me I feel like I would be absolutely clueless that like someone would- I wouldn't want one though like that yeah. sounds like my worst nightmare I don't want a surprise part I don't know like I wouldn't want everyone to like I don't know. See, for me, it's like I would want a surprise party. But the thing is, I definitely wouldn't want to know about it because it would probably be a nightmare getting all of my friends together because they're all in separate friend groups. And Mm -hmm. the only person that would probably know like who to really invite maybe would be you and like my sister. But the issue is, is my sister has the same birthday. And like, I would feel so bad that someone would throw me a surprise party and then not my sister. And then I would be like, okay, well, then it has to be a surprise party for my sister, too. But my friends don't know all of, like, my sister's friends. So it's, like, a nightmare right. to do that. So it would have to That would be a hard situation. It would have to be a surprise party for me. And then I would want to do, like, a surprise party for her. Does that make sense? And I know you guys are probably like, why do you have to have a party for your sister? We're twins. That's how it goes. One twin gets one thing. The twin has, the other twin has to get it, too. Like, it, that's been my entire life. So... We've always had the same thing, same friends ex- until, you know, we, you know, went to different colleges and stuff, but um, yeah. So that's how that would go. It would be a mess. I don't have like a cute little boyfriend to text all of my friends and like figure that out too. So, I mean, Hey, I would volunteer to throw you a surprise party, but I don't know where, how I would get Sarah's friends in on it. Yeah. I think you only know a couple of them. I would need like to plan to where like, no because I couldn't oh what you you could do is you know one of her friends yeah yeah you could just ask her what her friends would be and it had Mm. her like do that side of the planning and you do my side that that would be so stressful for me though because like I don't know everybody so I'd be like am I leaving somebody out and I don't even know it (laughs) you know what I mean true true I'd be like am I leaving one of like Emily's really good friends out that I just like don't know about (laughs) that is so or like Sarah's friends or something that's why it's like it's like somehow you're gonna need me to put together like a friend list like be like okay so who are you gonna have at your wedding (laughs) and yeah like who do you who would you want to all put in a room together there you go guys take our tips okay if you if you're trying to plan a surprise party yes so the surprise party was was part of it um another thing that I did I had a friend that was just like really going through it and long story short I just sent her a little Starbucks gift card and you don't be sending me Starbucks gift cards excuse me can I can you be my sugar mama what the heck I'd be roughing it real fast too I'm kidding no I was about to say you're next you're going through it too I need like a whole edible arrangement do I know this friend yeah um I work with her and we like we're talking about like going to a cafe and virtually like because we work from home so we're talking about each going to a cafe and like facetiming and like working together but it was gonna be like a little cafe date and I just she was really going through it and so I sent her a little like virtual like e-gift card to Starbucks and I was like for our next coffee date we didn't end up doing it she went without me (laughs) but that's really cute. Um, really nice that you did that. I know that's definitely probably. I mean, she probably appreciated that. I just feel like it. I don't know. I don't always think to do little things like that, but 
I I like making someone's day like when you do something small like that and they're not expecting it but yeah. like you said sometimes it's just like we we don't think about it I sent um, my mentor at work cookies for her birthday last week too Aww. actually now that you think about it I don't know really why I probably should do that more just send people stuff That's and in my so old sweet. relationship my ex used to do that just send me stuff too and it was actually really cute but it's like kind of surprising to you that you're not home and then you're like it's sitting out there and you're like oops <laughs> so you have to time it right oh, yeah you're like right right you're like um my cookies were sitting out in the sun for too long yeah exactly well that's really nice that you did that thank you I try You're welcome I always come on here every week being like nothing <laughs> so <laughs> nothing and now it's your time to shine all right you guys well we can go ahead and get into the topic for today's episode um I feel like our last episode was about friends so we're just gonna keep that trend going so this episode is going to be all about what makes a good friendship friend breakups friend changes in adulthood honestly just like a sh- what's the word a smorgasbord of <laughs> a charcuterie board of things what if you will uh coochie board if you will. A coochie- nice nice i'm so keeping that in there <laughs> or in here no. i am so keeping it in here we got a little cheese, a little meat. We got it all. <laughs> oh my just, moment of silence. You can't tell. It's, it's after work. I'm delirious. It's later. <laughs> it's not our typical Sunday morning recording. <laughs> I mean, that's for sure. Anyways, but yeah, what Kaylee was saying is talking about like what makes up a you know a good friendship, you know, how friendships change after college or even not even after college, just getting into your 20s and more uh, it formatting to formatting into more of adult relationships and um you know kind of going through what a friendship breakup looks like and what it feels like and how to get through that it's definitely a very real thing and I feel like when you're younger it's a lot I say it's a lot simpler but it feels like the world is ending when anything happens when you're a child but it is a lot simpler back then it's like oh my god she didn't give me the bracelet we're done Becky we're done but (laughs) in reality it's just it's not it's not that big of a deal but it's a lot more complicated and um, a lot more repercussions can have or consequences can happen and it's just it's it's life but it's a friendship breakup is just as real and could be just as dramatic and hurtful and painful and very similar to like a relationship, like a romantic relationship breakup. I'm curious, have you ever gone through like a friendship breakup per se? It's only one. Um, and to be fair, we are on, I would say good terms now, not good terms and we don't hang out like that, but like we don't have any like bad blood if that if I was to say that we did for a while but mm-hmm. I guess we'll kind of hop right into the friendship breakups since we, we went with we went that direction basically I had this best friend in high school we clicked like day one we rode the bus together best friends for like th- those four years I'm talking I would walk to her house she would walk to mine like we were inseparable people always knew we were together and then we went to college of course we went to different colleges and we still stayed in touch. It was a little bit different. Like I didn't have her. We didn't talk like there and we didn't talk all the time. But whenever I come home for the summer, it was like nothing changed. We were fine. And then it was the summer going into my junior year of college. It would it was it, something happened. Like when we came back, it was just different. Like we didn't really hang out when we did it. 
we didn't click as much. Like, I don't, I can't, I still can't pinpoint exactly what it was. One, a couple of things that were popping up were that like a lot of times she would start canceling last minute on plans or she would say, I can go do something, but then she said, I can't. And then we would find out she'd be with her boyfriend or she'd be with other friends. Like it was just like a lot of lying. And then, Mm -hmm. and this wasn't just me. This was my sister as well. And like, we both shared the same feelings. We were like, we don't know what's going on. Like we're actually kind of being fed up and we would have conversations with her. We would tell her, we're like, look, like we just need to put a little more effort in. Maybe we need to, you know, do something a little different. Um, You know, we understand that you're working, we're working. It's a little bit different now where we don't have all that time to hang out. But even when we did, it was like she would just show up at my house and we were like, what? Like we, she used to do it. But for example, that's kind of that was normal. We would just show up. Right. But like when we haven't been hanging out for a while and we're not really on great terms, like it was weird. Um, mm-hmm. And eventually we had this huge argument. And the I remember the last day that we stopped being friends um, was when my sister had actually extended an olive branch and was like, let's go to the pool. We can talk about it. And my sister and her were there earlier. I showed up. It was so awkward. The tent, like I could slice through the tension, like with a knife, it was so awkward. And I had tried to like talk, you know, a little bit, but it was just so forced. And then we were like, I literally brought up, I brought up the elephant in the room and I was like, um, so are we going to figure this out? Are we going to talk about it? Like, are we going to work on our friendship? And to be frank, she just was like, no, like, this is your fault, not mine. And with anything I can recognize and, you know, I always, I have faults and I can do things wrong, but like, it takes two to have a friendship. And by that end, I was fed up and I was like, all right. So I got up and I left, I left my own pool. (laughs) And, (laughs) And for a while, and my sister eventually ended up leaving too, um, they left on like somewhat decent terms, but then um, my friend reached back out and was like, look, I'm sorry. Like, it's up to you if you want to end our friendship. And my sister went for his, her throat. Like my sister does not care like normally. And my sister was like, uh-uh, you're not going to play the victim. And so long story short, we ended up stopping friends. And then I think it was like maybe a year ago, a little over a year ago, um, she reached out and had apologized for everything. Um, we talked a little bit and I think we like hung out like once and like I said it wasn't like it fixed the friendship like we definitely maybe it was a little over a year ago I don't know but like we definitely like didn't things were not the same things weren't normal and it wasn't bad but we just had like this understanding that we're fine if we needed each other we can call which would be weird but that we had that outlet but we weren't best friends anymore and I don't really know anything about her life anymore. She doesn't know anything about mine except for probably, you know, the very surface level stuff. Right. So it's not a bad thing. And, you know, I think I made peace with that a long time ago, but that was kind of my story with it. There's a lot more to that. There's so much more, but like, that's the short version. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think I had anything like too, too traumatic happen. I would say you say you've only had one. I would say that I've had I don't know. I I can remember like one distinct friendship breakup, quote unquote, back in high school where like I initiated it. I like basically started the conversation of like, I don't really want to be friends anymore. I don't exactly remember how it went. And since I was the one initiating it, I wasn't like distraught. I don't think I've ever 
experienced a friendship breakup where I was hurt by something. Well, I take that back. I've definitely been hurt by something that someone has done. And from there, it's been like a slow fade. And we've just like gone separate ways. Um, But the only like friendship breakup that was a conversation like, hey, we are not friends anymore, like cold turkey. I initiated so it, it wasn't like hurtful or anything. And looking back, I probably didn't go about it in the best way or like the healthiest way. But all of my other friendship breakups have just been like a slow fade type of thing. Like just either, you know, you stop reaching out, they stop reaching out, you mm-hmm. just slowly stop hanging out, you grow apart. Um, and I've had plenty of those, like starting from like middle school to like college and even now. Um, and I think I prefer that. I'm curious. I know like with dating, like there's people that prefer being ghosted and there's people that prefer the breakup text, if you will. Yeah. With friends, yeah. would you prefer to be quote unquote ghosted and it could be a slow fade if you guys just like both stop putting an effort or like, would you rather sit down and have a conversation? It depends. If it's mutual and we're both kind of just fading out, then like, that's fine. Like yeah. I, I did that with a lot of, not a lot, but like I've done that with a handful of people where we just we were with each other with that phase of life and then like that kind of chapter closed and we just not necessarily went separate ways because something was wrong but like we just ended up fading out whether that just be like schedules or what we needed in a friend at the time or something like that so I have no problem with that like I I'm not going to say I prefer that but if it's like a friend where like if me and you did that I'd be like WTF like I'm like we're sitting down we're hashing it out because like I wouldn't want to stop being friends, you know? So I think it changes. I think it depends on how or who has feelings of, do you want to still be friends? Do you not want to be friends? So I think it's a little bit more complicated, but. But yeah, I mean, I feel like it, it made sense that a lot of my quote unquote friendship breakups were like more. So when I was growing up, I was like middle school, high school. That's like when most of them happen. And I feel like that's pretty common. You know, you're, you're growing up, your interests are changing. You're trying to find out who you are. And that's kind of when your friendships fluctuate. Not not that they can't when you're an adult. But I feel like now it's more so, you know, I know who I am. I know what I want in a friendship. I know what I'm looking for. Um, and I have, I have established, like, really good relationships with people that I'm hoping to keep. But now it's really just, like, maintaining those. And, of course, if a new friend comes along, like, I love to meet new people. Um but for the friendships I do have, it's really about maintaining those and having to like navigate adulthood because that's something that we're all new to. You know, we talked about this on the podcast before, but, um, you know, friendship breakups early on, they suck, they're hard, and it, it can be just as painful as a relationship. Um, and I've come very close to that being the case with some of my really good friends now. Um, and it has hurt, like even the thought of it, like kind of just when you're not getting along and you're trying to figure things out, it's kind of like that fighting stage of a relationship when things are rocky and it it makes you very stressed out and it it hurts. Um, And so I would just say like, now that I'm older, it's really about sitting down having those conversations with people. Cause that's not, I didn't do that in middle school. I didn't sit down like, so I just really think we need to set boundaries here and like work on our communication and like, you know, like we don't do that. And so it's like, it just fades out or you're just kind of like we're not friends anymore sorry bye (laughs) yeah it's it's not as healthy and now all of a sudden we're busy we have jobs we have real lives people are growing up and like something that I 
this is like going off on a tangent, but like something that I have always had a fear about growing up has been like, like my family has instilled this, this thought in my mind since I was a little girl that when you grow up, obviously like you grow up, you get married, you start a family and like, that's your life. And it has been very like, I don't know, like my image of that has been like your friends leave you. (laughs) Like you all grow apart. They all do their thing. And I have always grown up just so scared of that day. And I think it's a it's a valid fear. I mean, of course, everyone has their own thing going on. And I already see my friends less than I would like to um, just from working. And, you know, I have friends in relationships. I have friends that are single. I have friends that are traveling all the time or working all the time um, or have moved away. That's something new that I never had to deal with until after college was friends like living in different states and like having long distance friendships with people so it's been a lot to navigate and um I think it's different for everybody and I think that it's different based on the relationship but something that I have talked about on this podcast before is just the amount of effort that I've had to put in to maintain these relationships and because of that I think that it has really shown me what is worth it to me and what I'm willing to put in effort for um, and any of those friendships that, you know, I, I wasn't really willing to, it was very clear to me then that, okay, we're probably growing apart. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, even if something's hard or even if, you know, whatever, it, I know the friendships that matter to me the most because I'm willing to put in that effort. And I mean, Emily and I have talked about this. We've had conversations. I've had conversations with other friends having to sit down and really just talk about what we're looking for. Because again, that's not something that I ever used to do. And I think it's important. I think you do that for relationships. So why don't we do it for friendships? Like you have to set boundaries. You have to set expectations. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you don't have to go crazy with it, but I think having like boundaries for communication or like I don't know just I can actually I can friendship I was gonna say I can use us as an example because yeah (laughs) there when I so I was still in college and I just moved back and I was working but I had so much of this free time on my hands and I will call myself out on this and we've already talked about it so we're good and I know we're good and I'll call myself on it but when I was back with Kaylee and I was like oh my gosh I want to like hang out with her all the time because in Wilmington, like we hung out all the time because we were so close with each other in terms of like location. So I would just walk over or I would drive over and we're hanging out. Right. We would have bachelor Mondays and like, we didn't do that since she's a year older when she graduated and I was still in school and lived in Wilmington. Um, there was like, I remember we, there was two, I call them tips. They weren't like arguments, but like, two tips that we got in and I guess they always start with me I always feel some type of way (laughs) but there was one that started off in college because it was a transition I would see her all the time and all of a sudden I don't hear from her anymore I don't talk to her anymore and when I would see her it would be for work and she would always have like her work friends with her and I wanted to hang out with like just her and like I would get irritated at Kaylee and I'm like bruh (laughs) bruh and then eventually Kaylee was like okay let's have a conversation here and so we kind of almost set expectations for the fact of like the reality of what the situation was like she has work like I'm at school so we have to kind of just accept that situation but then too like 
if she comes for work, we could make time to hang out one-on-one. We could make time to hang out that's outside of the podcast because that was something that we did when I moved here. That's all we did was there's just the podcast. And I remember having this conversation with Kaylee too. And I was like, I really just want us to hang out. Like I want us to enjoy just doing something outside of the podcast because most of the time I would just see her during the week or even just zoom with her and it would, I would have work. And then when I hung out with her, it was the podcast because this is of course a priority to us, but we weren't actually making time for our friendship. And that sounds very relationshipy. And to be fair, we already get that a lot that we're like, we're already together because we do so <laughs> much like just things like as a couple, but we're not a couple, but like, anyways, anyways, I'm just saying is that um, we had to have those conversations and kind of iron out what our what we want our, our friendship to look like and how mm-hmm. we can be more understanding of each other and what her needs are and what my needs are and what we're able to give and take and just stuff like that and I think that's always a helpful helpful conversation to have but the biggest thing is 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 that friend that you're struggling with open to having that conversation because if they're not open having that conversation then that kind of like slams the door shut right you'd have to basically come to terms of whether or not you want to be friends with them or not if they're not open to talking if they're not open to hearing your side of things and vice versa so I would also keep that in mind because Kaylee and I I would like to think that we're very well I'm emotional but I would like to think when it comes to, yeah, but I'm a, I think I'm a little bit more hot-headed than you are. Um, I see you thinking. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> but I would say I'm a little bit more hot-headed and a little bit more stubborn, I think. Well, you're stubborn too, but anyways, I feel like I'm pointing out our flaws here. <laughs> like, Look, you're stubborn, I'm stubborn. <laughs> I'm hot-headed. Anyways, anyways, I'm just saying is I'd like to think that if we were to have an argument or like we would feel some type of way. I literally texted Kaylee this weekend and I was like, I think I'm overthinking this, but am I annoying you? And Kaylee was like, no. <laughs> I, okay, okay, but I, I like, will say, I'm oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, but I will say like in those instances, like it's good to check in because if you're feeling some type of way, like maybe there is a reason, maybe there's not, maybe you're, reading into it maybe you're not whatever but it's good that you just like accepted my answer and was like okay good like I hope that reassured you you know yeah well I think uh, eh. I mean it did but I also recognized I like I also was like okay she would tell me like I believe you like I feel like you would tell me if there was something wrong and so if you say everything's okay then everything's okay so that's why I was like I'm just gonna take you at your word my brain is in my head like "Mm, maybe she's lying maybe she's (laughs) lying okay but then I was like all right it is what it is we're just gonna let it be like she would tell me um so that's something too is kind of take things with a grain of salt and if you're overthinking things it's or even if you think you're overthinking things it's always good to just ask before assuming anything and you also have to assume all you have to really that your friend would tell you the truth because you can't keep yeah, I mean, people, i've done that before people, i'm like liar liar tell me the truth tell <laughs> me you hate me tell me you don't want to be friends anymore <laughs> too because people can perceive things differently which it's interesting to see like how people can take a text or how people can take a situation um 
but yeah I mean I feel like the situation with Emily and I is very specific but I think something like it's not like you guys necessarily are going to experience that same thing but I think something to take away from that story is um well something very important a couple things but the first is communication types that's a big one because I feel like before you know post-grad and navigating friendships as an adult it was very much like you text your friends you hang out you go to school like you see them a lot more you're exposed to them a lot more and I feel like this never came up for me until post-college like the communication types thing but now it's like I've learned which friends like to call I've learned which friends like to FaceTime I've learned which friends like to text I was to say which one's me I just I honestly think you like all three Oh, <laughs> I guess I'm just needy. <laughs> I think you'd be happy. You just want communication. Like, it doesn't matter in what form. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But fair I was going to talk about you because I was going to say it's interesting because, like, for example, Emily and I are very different in our communication types. One, I honestly hate all three. I oh. really hate it. I really do. You know this. I Don't be bothered. Yeah, but I think sometimes... It sucks to hear it out loud because you're like, you like all three. And then you're like, I hate all three. And no, I know because like, I, I think it's true. You love to like catch up with your friends. And like, even if you're not with them, you want to know what's happening. You want to know in real time. Like Emily will always not actually get mad at me, but Emily will be like, sometimes, okay. sometimes, <laughs> not I'm all the time. To, I'm trying to make you sound better on the phone. <laughs> I sound like a toxic friend, but no, because Kaylee waits like for, I wouldn't say th- even three to five business days. She waits like three to five business months <laughs> to update me on stuff. And then she just drops it out of the blue. And I'm like, when did this happen? Anyway, no, th- which is valid. I am someone who's very much like next time I see you, which who knows? It could be weeks from now. <laughs> but when I see you next, I'll be like, oh, by the way, I went on a date like a month ago. And she'll be like, what? But Emily's like, no, I want a call like the next morning. Like I want a debrief. And exactly. it's, yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. Like with the different communication types. And I have other friends that are like that too. And I have friends that are the same as me and they like, don't want to text me. <laughs> They're just like, I just want to see you in person. Not that I, whatever, everyone wants to see each other in person, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's been something that we have to navigate. Like I try to remember to like call her and like tell her about something like, and not wait until I see her. Or like at least text her in real time or something. Another thing too is like, you know, I have some friends that check in more than others. Like I have some friends where like we don't really talk at all. And then once we see each other, it's like nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. But then I have other friends that like want more of that consistent, like, how are you doing? What's new? Like blah, blah, blah. So it's really just like learning what everyone, again, what everyone's needs and wants are and what they're willing to give. And you got to meet in the middle, you know, just because I and this way and Emily's that way like you, you got to meet in the middle you know what I mean like I can't just be like I'm never going to text you <laughs> like, that for would how be... similar we are we do have very stark differences yeah like yeah. I like we think I would like to say we think very similarly but like how we communicate is different how we you know present ourselves is different how um or things that we like, things that we don't like is very different as well. But we also have a lot of similarities. And I think that's why we make such a good friendship is because there's things that we connect on and we relate to. But there's things that also make us like very different people, right? Like there's things that you do that you like that I don't necessarily like. But like I will do them with you because you like them. And mm-hmm. like I get out of my comfort zone and vice versa. 
um like I'm oh, to be fair I feel like I'm always peer pressuring you to do stuff I'm like just come on you can do it <laughs> and Kaylee's like I hate you <laughs> going back to what you said like it's true like with something like this and like navigating friendships like you do have to be open to having those conversations and it is a give and take and like again it's not meant to sound like a relationship but like it is a relationship it's just platonic (laughs) but you know you got it's not always going to be 50 50 of course sometimes people are going through something and you know you got to carry more weight but like it should be pretty even for the most part like you shouldn't be the one always giving and the other person just always taking you know and if it gets to that point, like if they're not open to hearing you out and they're not open to having conversations with you or changing anything about the dynamic of the friendship, um, then, you know, it'll probably have to lead somewhere or, you know, you'll have to figure out if it's worth it or not. But something too that I want to say is that like with setting boundaries, I'm not great at this. <laughs> I'm really not great at this because I hate confrontation, but um one thing with setting boundaries that I've had to learn is that it doesn't need to be done right at the beginning of a friendship. It can be done whenever. And so obviously with friendships and with relationships, you know, if they're long-term, you're growing up together, you're changing as people together. And sometimes what you were once comfortable with, or you once convinced yourself you're comfortable with, you no longer are. And Mm -hmm. so I've like, for me, for example, my, like sense of humor has changed throughout the years and I used to be able to like take a lot more shit from my friends yeah than I can now and I've had to sit down and have conversations with friends and be like hey like it's nothing against you like you're not doing it on purpose I am honestly just more sensitive now like I don't know what it is but like me growing up this is just how I am and like I take more offense to these things or I take things to heart more or I just overthink things more or whatever it is and that's okay. Like, I think just because you once did something with friends, it doesn't mean you can't come to them later and be like, you know, I'm not comfortable with this anymore. Yeah. And if they're yeah. good, then they'll, they'll respect it, you know? I was going to say, um, if they're a good friend, they're going to respect that. I feel like we're going in circles, but I mean, again, I feel like for friendships, it's different for everybody and everybody's looking for different things. And it's kind of easy to sit here and say like, what makes a good friendship and, and what is important to us for a friendship but like that's different for everybody and I think that a better way to go about this is to kind of like pinpoint maybe some things to look out for for bad friendships or like toxic relationships yeah um like signs of an unhealthy friendship so you guys can kind of look out for that um but like my biggest one that I've looked out for is like if I feel drained after hanging out with somebody or it's not like your social battery is drained. Right. It's like your energy is drained. Like yeah. they are sucking the life out of you. <laughs> and that can also, like, I'm not even going to lie. That can also just be like personality types and finding who you work best with. Yeah. I love having more outgoing friends than me. But there's like this happy medium of like outgoing friends that are going to like push me out of my comfort zone and like balance me out versus people that are like more extreme than that. Yeah. And that just that just drains me. That drains my social battery. So I just can't do it. But going back to like energy, you know, I've definitely been in situations where like I've left a situation like just feeling worse than I did before. Like I just I feel misunderstood. I feel unseen. I don't feel like I was myself, whatever it is. And like I just feel drained after. And you guys will know the feeling if it ever happens to you. I hope it doesn't. But 
I think that just kind of sensing how you feel after an encounter with somebody, if it's a consistent pattern where you feel just kind of like bleh or, yeah. you know, worse than you did before, then that's probably a sign of like a, an unhealthy friendship. Yeah. I would say another sign would be if you actually have had these conversations with somebody and they repeatedly cross those boundaries and they're not actually respecting what you've talked to them about like you're saying hey like I would appreciate if you didn't do this or I would appreciate if you actually communicated with me more and you're having to like repeat yourself because to be fair that's probably going to be work in progress if there's something that's lacking the other person is going to try to you know either pick it up or change something and everyone's not perfect perfect and they slip up but it's different than that that's if you are having to sit down with somebody repeatedly and say the same thing over and over and over again that Mm -hmm. is someone that's actually not really caring about your feelings or caring what you need and not really wanting to put the effort in and that do you want to be friends with someone like that that's not going to put the effort in you know to to have that healthy relationship with you so that is something else that I would just say to look out for yeah no I feel like that's just a sign of them not really like respecting your feelings And that's a big thing, you know, for any type of relationship. I would also say like if the relationship is one-sided, and I feel like this can be seen in like many different ways, but one way in particular that I've seen it is like, you know, let's say you're going to somebody with something and just every single time they're just spinning it around to be a conversation about them. You know, that can be a sign of a one-sided friendship. They're not really respecting your feelings or wanting to hear you out or put in the effort to make you feel better. It's just kind of like, listen to me. Um, or again, like if you're the one always having to like put in the effort to see them and hang out and like initiate plans or whatever, you know, I, it's different. It can be seen in many different ways, but you'll know if you're the one putting in majority of the effort and yeah, like if they're not making time to listen to you or again, like we said, like allowing you to come to them with any ideas of how you can like, you know, better the friendship um if they're just not open to that if your time or your boundaries aren't being respected that's the main one I would say is if again they're just not being respectful of your feelings they all kind of go down to the same thing but these are just like different signs of it if you feel like belittled by them again making you feel misunderstood or like there's something wrong with you or you know anything like that and another one too is something really interesting I was like doing research on this but if you feel heavily reliant on a friend or if they're heavily reliant on you so in a sense like codependent friendship um and I say that it can be either or it isn't it is an unhealthy friendship if you are the one relying on your friend and you know it might not be that they're relying on you but that's still an unhealthy dynamic and I want to just like go into a few ways how this can look specifically for a codependent friendship um because I thought that these were really interesting and I'll have all of like the articles that I referenced like down below if you guys want to check them out but I just thought these were really interesting because they're not what I would typically think a codependent friendship is but these are things that I've definitely experienced and I think it's it's just good to know but the first one is when one friend is always needing rescuing and I think that this is a very thin line because, again, friendship is a give and take. And I think that, you know, we're growing up, we're going to go through shit. 
And if you're a good friend, you're going to be there for your friends. It doesn't matter what it is, you know, as long as they're not like doing something to you, you know, everyone goes through their own things and their own struggles. I think that if like somebody is just constantly going through something and like never trying to help themselves, always going to you, but then they're not there for you when the time comes again, like it needs to be a give and take. And so if they're not willing to do that, why are you laughing? I'm laughing because I feel like that's me. (laughs) That's not you. I was like, oh my God, you're talking to me. Am I codependent on you? I always come to you, but I'm like, oh my God, I'm in a crisis. Help me. Okay, but I do too. You're there for me when I need you though. Okay, okay. So Astrid, you were like, when they're not there for you, when the time comes. So I'm, I'm there for you. But I was like, I go to you. I'm always like, girl, let me tell you what happened. And no, oh. and that's fine. I have had friends that like, I feel like their lifeboat and that's it. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like their friend. Does that make sense? Like, I that feel does. like they are drowning constantly and I am always there day and night, no matter what it is to pick them up again. But like, that's all I'm there for. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. That makes sense. And that's a shitty feeling. Like sense. I get that. Um, so yeah, that's one way. <laughs> Another is um when one friend spends a lot of time time trying to fix the other person's problems. Um, and I thought this was really interesting because the article that I was reading kind of went into codependency versus empathy. Mm-hmm. And obviously with friendships, like if someone's going through something, you're gonna be empathetic towards them. You're going to deal with their feeling if you're if you have a close enough friendship but something that I thought was interesting is that with empathy you have a sense of self and you understand that another person's problems are not yours they're not your problems and they're not for you to fix but when you're in a codependent relationship or friendship those problems kind of roll into your problems and you go into this like fixer mentality but you lose that sense of self because you're only doing it to make yourself feel better. And I feel like that's kind of hard to wrap your mind around, but in the sense of like a good friend, uh, you know, not being codependent and just caring about your friend and being empathetic, you're going to help them where you can, but you realize that they're going through it. They are the, they are the ones that have to get them through it. Um, but when you're codependent, like truly what they feel, you feel. And so you are uncomfortable with, not being able to manage your emotions so you just try to fix it fix it fix it yeah does that make sense no it does it does um another sign i would say is like if you know again this kind of goes back to the energy but if one friend is always just feeling drained after an encounter with that friend like again if it, if it's just like you're sucking the life out of somebody which sounds so bad but it's like again like if it's always about someone and it you're just listening to them talk or you're not getting a word in or they're not there for you again it's just one-sided that last one's interesting to like think about um and then just a couple more so another one is it's hard to assert your opinions into the friendship these I feel like these literally all go back to the same thing um of it just being one-sided but if they're not willing to hear you out um one or both people rely on the friendship um one friend feels jealous if the other gets close to somebody else that's another big one I feel like a lot of friendships not really with mine but a lot of friendships that I've just like witnessed um do like my friends and things like that um 
like if your friend is like jealous that you're getting closer to another friend group or like they feel entitled in the sense of like you know you're hanging out with this new person why aren't you inviting me or like you're not allowed to have new groups of friends or whatever like I need to be included um or even like jealousy I think that's a big one, especially when you're transitioning into adulthood, because a lot of people um, go to college, meet new friends or don't go to college and, or, you know what I'm saying? Do adult things now, right? You're after you're outside of high school where you're not in the same environment. And a lot of times people gain new friendships. And then of course, you know, some people lose those, you know, lose friendships as well, but especially if they, for example, I would just say use us hypothetically like if you'd gotten another best friend or something or this girl that you hung out with all the time like and I felt Mm -hmm. threatened like there's a difference between talking about it and be like oh you don't really spend like time as much with me anymore like I still want us to be friends versus you can't be friends with her like if you want me in your life you can't be friends with her I also think the key word that you just said is threatened because you shouldn't feel threatened (laughs) you know what I mean you should feel and that's kind of where the codependency piece comes into play yeah, you should feel secure in your relationship. And that's with a romantic relationship and a friendship as well. Um, and so that's where it's just, it's like being jealous and it's not healthy. No, of course. I think any controlling relationship, you have the power to do what you want to do. I think that you need to respect people's boundaries. And, you know, even in a friendship, you got to think about another person's feelings before you do something. But you are your own person. and You can do whatever you want. Um and with jealousy, I mean, like if if that can be so many things, not even codependency, but like if they're not happy for your achievements and your successes and they're just kind of trying to like one up you or I've never experienced this, but I feel like we've had a, I feel like we've had a conversation where you had a friend that did that. Yeah. They were like, yeah, like always trying to one up always you. One-upping. It was like I had a bad day. Oh, well, I had a worse day. Let me tell you about it. Oh, um, right. I did this. Oh, I went and did something better or something so yeah it gets annoying (laughs) yeah and I feel like that also goes back to like it's all about me type of thing like I want the attention in the friendship but yeah I mean I feel like again there's so many things and I think it's a gut feeling more than anything I mean I can read off this stuff from a list and you can like write your notes and whatever and be like this is my checklist for my friends but at the end of the day I mean it's it's a gut feeling and I personally it's it's hard, but like, I've had that gut feeling. I've had to have conversations with people where I'm like, I don't feel like I'm getting enough from you. I don't feel like this is 50, 50. I don't feel like you're putting in as much effort. Um, or even if you just want to talk something through, you know, like maybe you're perceiving it differently than what they're meaning to. Maybe they have no idea. It doesn't have to get to like a point where it's just like an unhealthy, bad friendship. It can just be like, hey, I just want to talk this through because I don't want to misinterpret, you know? And I feel like Emily and I do that quite a bit. Like if I'm being weird or she's being weird, we'll be like, hey, can we just make sure like we're good? (laughs) Whatever. That's everything that I had. I think it sums up, sums it up everything. What was that? It just sums it up everything. Hmm. It's a long day. (laughs) I think that sums up everything. That's what I was trying to say. But again, like Kaylee said, it's very complicated and everyone's very specific because we are generalizing everything here. But just listen to your gut. Learn to trust yourself. Learn to know 
you know, what your brain is trying to tell you of whether or not this is somebody that you want in your life. And it takes time. So, and you don't need to cut somebody off overnight, have these conversations with your friends, um, set boundaries, and ultimately just be a good human being, question mark. I mean, anyways, on that very, very positive note, that is it for the episode. We will talk to you guys next week, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Bye, guys. Bye.